Welcome to Her Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaysen Schultz, and I'm so glad that you are listening today, whether this is the first time or you've been here for a really long time. Either way, I'm so glad that you're here. And if you haven't already, would you consider leaving a review for the show? Let us know why you listen, what you love about it, or how it encourages you. This makes a huge impact. I'm telling you, you have no idea how big of an impact this makes. It would make my day. I love to read those on here from time to time, so please consider leaving a review. You can do that wherever you're listening. But my intention here, if if this is your first time or maybe you haven't listened in a while, my intention here is to make space for hard feelings and validate them because overwhelm, anxiety, depression, these things are all part of my story. They are real life struggles that I know so many of us face, but they don't have to hold us back from knowing God more and becoming more like Jesus like right now. So we talk about hard things here. We bring darkness to light, expose it, and then we always refocus onto truth, hope, and grace. I truly believe that we can pursue the Lord even as tired, busy moms. We can become more like Jesus in the mundane, everyday moments. We can worship Him right here, right now in our season, whatever that looks like. So like I said, whether this is your first time listening or you have been here for a while, I just want to welcome you. I don't believe that you're here by accident. I fully trust that God has something He wants to show you today, and I'm so excited for us to discover what that is together. So let's recap where we've been in this series, this season of New Beginnings. We've talked about building our lives on a firm foundation, right? We've talked about our our identity, who we are, rooting that in Christ. Last week, we set vision. Polly Payne was on to talk about that. If you missed that, it was so good. Go back and listen to that one. And so we've set vision, we know where we're going, and so now what? Well, all you have to do is just stay focused, keep doing what you're doing, just keep at it, right? That's all. (laughs) No, that can be, and it is so much more difficult to actually live out, staying focused, right? We know in our heads, okay, stay focused, keep my eyes on the prize, a.k.a. Jesus, the dreams he's given us, the the path he set out before you. But what about in the meantime, until I get there, you know, wherever there is, which by the way, I don't think we ever truly arrive until we meet Jesus, right? Like, isn't that the ultimate end goal, that final and complete healing and oneness with God? So today is all about finishing well, keeping our focus, staying the course, and what better, better example to look at than Paul? And Paul's a little bit like me, maybe like you too. He is an oversharer, and he tells us all about his own personal experiences of suffering and the hardships, his trials, all the things, right? He puts it all out there, and I'm thankful for that because I want to hear that someone else gets it, don't you? Like, I sometimes need to know that someone else out there is struggling, that I'm not all alone out here in, like, struggle bus land. So we're going to look at some of Paul's writings, and as always, I want to encourage you to go to the Word directly, look up Scripture, make sure I did not accidentally misquote or put in the wrong reference, like, fact check me, okay? And then go to the Word for yourself and go to God and ask Him, God, what do you want to say to me through these verses? So we're going to look at look at 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 and 26, and I'm just going to read them to you, and then we're going to just kind of talk about them for a second. So 1 Corinthians 9 Uh, verse 24 says, don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize run in such a way to win the prize. 
Now, everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And here he is really emphasizing this idea of single-mindedness, determination, and perseverance, which is not always easy to do. He's saying, I'm not just, you know, wandering around. I'm going to run in a way to get the prize. And what I'm, my aim is imperishable. I'm not chasing after worldly success, worldly recognition. This crown, this reward, this prize is eternal. It will last. And you know, like I said, he's he's not running aimlessly. He has purpose. He has direction. He disciplines his body. He brings it into submission. That is not easy to do. But I love that he shares it with us. He kind of gives us, you know, steps, if you will. Like if you want to run a race and you want to run it well, you want to win that imperishable crown, this is what you got to do, sister. And it's not going to be easy, but you can do it. So let's move to a different scripture. It's going to be in Philippians chapter 3. Let's look at verses 12 and 14. Again, Paul says, Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. And here, you know, he's kind of talking about salvation in its fullness. That prize has not yet been won or received in its fullness now, in its fullness. And because we know one day when we see the Lord, when we meet him face to face, that's when we have that complete healing, that oneness and the fullness of salvation. Paul's also emphasizing against ideas of perfectionism, which I think we can all take a moment to appreciate and say, hallelujah, amen. Thank you for this. Thank you for giving me the permission to not strive after perfection. Again, the end goal, the objective here is a trophy which is salvation, which cannot be taken away. It will not perish. And so how do we do this? How do we do this, Paul? Like, help a sister out. Tell me how to do it. In Philippians 2, verse 16, he says he does this by holding fast to the word of life, which is essentially all of the gospel and its teachings, so that I do not labor in vain. Knowing that I didn't labor in vain is what he's saying. That is how simple yet difficult this whole race is, running this race well, staying focused, is to hold fast to the word of life, cling to Jesus. And if you are new around here, if you haven't been listening since the show started, there is a ton of content that's previously been aired in episodes that helps you to practically do these things. Something as simple, I say something simple, something as basic as a morning routine or getting into the word or, you know, cultivating a prayer life. I would encourage you to scroll the episode list, like go back into what I would call the archives because it feels like forever ago. And there's so much practical goodness there that is going to help you actually implement these things into your life. 
So let's look at a few more verses that are just super encouraging that I want us to kind of think about and keep in mind as we think about staying focused and running this race well. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance. Some translations say every weight, which I love because it's so heavy. The sin, the weight that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. Verse 2, again, he tells us how. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I looked it up. I love to study and look at the Greek and all of those different things that you can find online with Bible study tools. And that word, keeping our eyes on Jesus or looking to Jesus, it literally means to turn the eyes away from other things and fix them on something else. So right here, what he's saying is looking to Jesus, taking your eyes off of everything else, every other distraction, every other sin, every other hindrance, and focusing them on Jesus. And that is is a daily discipline that I believe Paul is describing in his letters and the verses that we've just read, you know, bringing our hearts and our minds into submission, setting our focus and resetting it over and over, keeping a pulse on how we're actually doing. How are you feeling? How are you showing up? What are you watching, reading, listening to, following? Who are you following? What are they saying? It all points you to something. Everything we consume points us to something but is it pointing us to Jesus? And I'm putting, I'm saying us, like I'm putting me in this category because I have to keep, I mean, we have to just keep such a close check because if not, I get out of line so easily. I get so distracted. I get so bogged down. I get so overwhelmed. That's my tendency is to just to get overwhelmed. But I love these verses because they encourage us to literally throw off, like throw it, drop it, let it go everything that is hindering us from our pursuit of becoming more like Jesus. If it doesn't get you closer to the Lord, if it doesn't make you more like Christ, you got to let it go. And that is not easy to do. That includes sin. It includes distractions that keep us from focusing our eyes on Jesus. Because by fixing them on Him, we can better run our race with that determination and perseverance that Paul has talked about in these verses that we've read. Another thing, another verse that I want us to look at that I feel like is super encouraging because sometimes it can feel like, you know, not only is motherhood isolating, but also being a Christian sometimes feels isolating. I don't know if you ever feel that way. I definitely do. But 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. It gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So the spirit of God within us gives us the power. It gives us the love. It, the Spirit gives us that discipline that we need. You're not doing this alone. We're not doing this alone. You have the Spirit with you, even when it feels like you're all alone. Whether that is a season of motherhood or a season of life, wherever you're at, God has given you His Spirit to empower you and to give you the discipline that you need to keep going. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. So how do we keep going? How do we stay focused? Renew your strength by trusting in the Lord. Okay, Kason, that's so much easier said than done. I know, I know. I get it. I get it. But 
Isaiah goes on to say, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. There is a song, I think it's Elevation Worship in Maverick City, but I could be wrong. Uh, Wait on You. It's so good. So good. And they kind of like sing through those verses. It's a beautiful song. But those who trust the Lord, they will renew their strength. This is something, again, we have to do over and over continuously, right? Okay, so why? Let's talk about why. We've talked a little bit about how, you know, who's talking about this in the Bible? What do they say about it? Let's talk about why this matters. Let's talk about what is eventually, like what is coming? What is to come one day? What will eventually happen? In Revelation chapter 21, verses one through five, again, a beautiful passage sometimes brings me to tears. Don't know whether or not they're going to come when I read it this time through, but I love these verses. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was sealed on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. I mean, if that doesn't just like give you this Excel and this peace and just a reason to rejoice something to look forward to, something to stay focused on. Let's stay focused on that. How beautiful is that picture? There's going to be no more separation. L- the Lord God will be with us and dwell among us. We will be with him, that oneness, that complete wholeness that I was talking about in the beginning. It's so beautiful. I love that passage. And so as Christians, we are called to imitate Jesus Christ in all that we do, all areas. This is not something that is like talked about a lot, I feel like, because it's it we don't really get a choice. Like you don't get a choice. And I know that it sounds harsh, it sounds controversial, it goes against everything that culture tells us, but it is truth. It's truth. And it's my calling, it's your calling to pursue this pursuit of becoming more like Jesus. And it requires discipline and focus. We don't get to opt out of that. Like we, we just don't, I, I, I know, and I believe that there's grace and there's mercy and there's love and forgiveness. There is no condemnation, but we, it, it is our calling. It's our calling and it's not easy. And you will grow tired in seasons. You will grow weary because we're still living in the flesh, right? Like we're not living in the revelations 21 passage. We're still in the now, like we're in this tension, of the the now where we are and not yet what we hope and believe and trust that will be one day what we look forward to. We're in between right now. And so living in the flesh, we still have the desires of the flesh. We battle the flesh. We battle sin. We live with sin. It's riddled in every area of our lives. And so that's why we're going to continue to grow weary until one day we see the Lord face to face. And we're going to talk about that more next week, that exact thing of like growing weary and growing tired and what to do in those seasons is going to be an amazing way to wrap up this whole season of new beginnings. But listen, friend, 
the reward of knowing Jesus more intimately and experiencing the fullness of his grace and his love and his mercy is worth it. It's it's worth the choice to take up your cross daily and follow him. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, that verse, you know, it's like, take up my cross and follow Jesus. And we say that so flippantly, like there is weight to that. Think about Jesus picking up his cross and walking with it. That's not easy. The The cross is heavy. There's weight to it. It, it matters. It's, it's a very serious thing, you know? And I think sometimes we, especially as Christians, if you've been doing this whole Christian thing for a while, we become kind of like numb to what the call actually is and what it involves and the weight of it, you know, like kind of how we've talked about in that pursuit, that race, the discipline, the submission, all these things that the world does not talk about and is so against, but those are the things that we're called to and the prize, the reward of knowing Jesus more and experiencing the, that fullness and the abundance of that life, it, it is worth it. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's something that I need to be reminded of daily. I need to be reminded of it throughout the day. And so this really is as simple yet difficult as turning our eyes and keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, turning our eyes away from the current situation, what we can see, what we're facing, and fixing them on Him, the author and perfecter of our faith. So I hope that this episode is encouraging. I know that it's it's kind of heavy at times and it can get kind of serious. And I, you know, as much as I love talking about in-depth topics and, you know, having these conversations, I get that it is hard and we're all facing different things in different seasons. But please just know that regardless of where you are, the Lord meets you there. He has not left you. He has not turned away from you because of whatever you're facing or whatever you're going through, whatever you've done, whatever choices you've made. There's so much grace and love and mercy and forgiveness. And so run into that. Don't stay stuck in the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. I'm going to tell you, I needed this episode right now. I'm going to, I'm probably going to have this on repeat throughout the coming weeks because this is something that I, I have needed. I have needed to be reminded that, you know, this is the race that I'm called to. And these are the things that I'm called to do to bring, you know, my struggles and the things that I am tempted with and tempted by bring those things into submission and and cultivate this discipline through the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in the fullness that is ours. I think that the enemy would love nothing more than to convince you to convince me that you should be so ashamed that you should just give up, that you should just stop trying. You're never going to be enough. You're never going to do enough. You know, all the things that we've covered in the previous episodes of this season. So again, if you've missed those, scroll back, listen to them, because I know I've had to play some of those back for myself as well to just remind myself of truth. We are so easily distracted. No one is immune from that because we're all human. We all live in the flesh. But I just wanted to remind you, as I have reminded myself this week over and over and over, that there, Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And if you're a sister in Christ, that includes you. So God is not looking at you to condemn you. He wants to meet you where you are. And all you have to do is run into that and accept it and really forgive yourself. Let go of the shame, you know, walk in the freedom that is yours to experience and walk in in Christ. 
So I pray that this has blessed you and encouraged you. If it has, would you consider sharing it with one of your mom friends, maybe someone who's struggling, maybe someone who's not struggling, someone who comes to mind that you think would enjoy this episode. I know that I've seen so much fruit in just taking that step of obedience. If someone comes to mind, if someone's laid on your heart, there might be a reason why and God might be working in her life, but use your step of obedience to bless her, encourage her. I've seen that happen in my own life and it's just so cool whenever God does that because it's like you get to be a blessing to someone else when you are just really taking a step of obedience and doing what you feel like he laid on your heart to do. So I will see you back here next week, friends. Same time, same place. Until then, keep pursuing the Lord with your whole heart right where you're at, just as you are.